You have now arrived at Stadium Engel. Boys and girls, ladies and gents, welcome to another episode of Stadium Miguel. It's Uncle Silk. It's your boy, Eddie, All-American, 35. And number 29, it's All-American Dan. Dan, who the hell gave you a number? he knew a goat already had it he had to cement his number or something else that was for motivation like your 35 was for motivation too Amar, but you just kept it so the <laughs> I just kept it. Uh, uh, yeah i got you i got you. hey still happy birthday Thanks a lot, man. I forgot to mention my yeah, birthday man. on the last show. I don't know like how we just podcasting and miss my whole birthday, man. But you know what I'm saying? I had a good time. Uh 38. I'm saying, I'm saying your whole family birthday within a couple weeks. Literally. Uh, it's like we summer, we're summer family. <laughs> um, my wife is in April, but I'm looking for a replacement. Allegedly, that's all jokes. That's all jokes. That's all jokes. Listen. Appreciate it, fellas. Yeah, just chill, man. Not a whole lot. Uh, got together with a few friends at my sister's crib on uh, Saturday, about eight people. Nothing crazy. Um, just good conversation. Um, good kush, good wine. A little lobster, a little seafood. Um, hey, what kind of what kind of wine you prefer? White or red? A red wine. I got some cabernet sauvignon yeah. going on right here. That I'm a, I'm gonna get on. Um, so 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 if someone's not the wine drinker per mm. se, mm-hmm. what would be like a good wine for them to to get on? I'll get uh, you some uh bad bitch wine, um, some Moscato or something. <laughs> um, no, Ahmad, that's a, that's a great question. And one of these days, I'm gonna have a wine podcast where we're gonna talk about it. Uh, it depends on if you like, you know, sweeter stuff, drier stuff, more acidic stuff. Um, but we can we can get down. Okay. Um, you know, a nice light cab you could do if you want to get fancy. You can get into like a Barolo from Italy, okay. um, but uh, like everyone has some wine. Uh, my, what do you like, bitters? You like sweet? Can you can you deal with bitter wine? It, it depends, though, because me and my wife got had some wine the other night, and uh, it was kind of for our anniversary. Shout out to my wife, man. Bye. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Yeah, yeah, man, so, I, so we got some wine. It was a little bit bitter. Can't think of the name off the top of my head. It was okay. bitter, but then it kind of kind of grew on us a little bit. So Was that a red? Um, I'm, uh, no, it was, it, was, it was a white one. So, okay, that's probably um, a uh, Chardonnay. Possibly, I can't remember. It's, it's what it's probably, right. I'm, I'm guessing it's probably an oak Chardonnay. Did it taste like butter a little bit? 
But it's like a like a like a bitter taste at the beginning, but it kind of I don't know if, it, if, if if we start getting deep in it or it just start <laughs> I start not caring a little bit, you know. Um, yeah. But I, you know, it kind of kind of kind of got on me a little bit. So uh, yeah, but I'm not I'm not the twat to drink a uh, silk. Can't drink too much, man. I'm around here throwing up. Man, I only only thing I drank Saturday. I didn't get in, in, into any wine. Uh, my man Ricky from Storm Surge and NWO mm-hmm. pulled up um, from Fort Lauderdale. Okay. And uh, I had some shots of Hennessy with him. I ain't a Hennessy drinker, but I, I'll oh, indulge on my birthday. So we had two shots of Hennessy. That's all the liquor I had. And that was more than enough. <laughs> I love it, man. Yeah. I love it. I was crazy. Well, boys, we got a uh, we got a big show today. A lot of Gator news again this week to go over. But uh, let's go uh, give a shout-out to our friends over at the Thomas Firm, uh, who handles all uh, legal questions about insurance claims to your property, uh, to your home or business, any damage there. So their lawyers do have over 20 years of experience uh, handling any roof damage or leaks from storms, water damage, hail damage, hurricanes, sinkholes, and fires. Uh, they work all over the state of Florida, so no claim is too big or too, too small for them. Um, if you suspect that you have damage to your home, give the Thomas Law Firm a call. Call for your free consultation to ensure that your insurance company is going to pay what you are owed. Uh, there's a couple hurricanes out there that's got us uh, have our ears and, and eyes watching. Um, so have their number handy. Again, their phone number is 813-221-2525. Again, that's 813-221-2525. And I believe that's tntattorneys.com. So the Thomas from 813-221-2525. All right, boys, uh, it's it's award watch list season. So we got three Gators that uh, are in the um, on the watch list. So we got Evan McPherson, who's on the Lou Groza Award watch list. I have to think that he's probably one of the favorites, one of the top two or three kickers in the country. Uh, just an incredible kicker, one of the Gators' uh, most accurate kickers in their history. Uh, so big shout out to Evan McPherson. Uh, probably one of the, the Gators' best uh, flips that they've had uh, under Dan Mullen. I know that uh, that's a conversation that we might get into. I read an article about that, but Evan McPherson is a uh, was a big get for Mississippi State. Uh, Kadarius Tony for the second time in a row was nominated to the Paul Hornig watch list, uh, which is handed out to the most versatile player in college football. Uh, you guys agree? Uh, what do you think his chances are? Uh, what are your thoughts there? Uh, I think he needs some more touches. No, nah, exactly. can't, can't win good. Over, you know. Yeah, he def- to win it, he need more touches. But for our offense, we do yeah, not. Need, but yeah, we for ain't our be- offense, yeah, you know, we don't got to do all that. We just, you know, game yeah. plan, game plan here, and go from there for real. Yeah, I don't but, think but you win know. that award, man. You got you got to get a lot of attempts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he should be in the category. Uh, the watch list is is the same thing every year. It's just a long watch list, a lot of players. So he should definitely be on that watch list because he's a versatile, versatile player that could get uh, running yards, catching yards, whatever. So he fits that category. Absolutely. Um, I, I agree. I, I don't think that he's going to get enough uh, attempts but or touches, but I do uh, think that he is worthy of being a uh, at least a watch list guy. Uh, and then Dante Lang uh, was honored uh, by being named to the Werfel Trophy watch list, which is a community service-based award oh, okay. uh, named after Florida Gator great Danny Werfel. Uh, so big shout-out to Dante Lang. I know on Gator Country when Dante Lang was announced that he was on a watch list for an award, there were some eyeballs that peered up. Uh, but uh, it is, like I said, a community service award. So shout-out to him I, I, that he's done. How you get on the watch list for that? You just do a bunch of community service stuff. I, I think Cause so. Because I, um, I, I, I was on I was on a community service team, but I don't remember doing too much 
stuff. It obviously wasn't enough. enough. No, you know, I don't, I don't know totally. I can try to find out for you uh, here in a okay. second, but um, I, I do know that it is more than um, just doing community service. I think it has to do with, um, with initiatives and, and things of that nature. I don't think that it's just, you know, number of hours. Um, let's see. So it's based on the player who best exemplifies community service with leadership achievement on and off the field. Uh, they consider nominees from over a hundred universities. So I guess you have to be nominated by the university uh, to uh, be okay. um, uh, considered for it. And then there's a national voter list. Uh, that uh, that takes place or that that takes into consideration all of those nominees and then votes uh, on that nominee or on that list of voters: Bobby Bowden, Tim Brando, Mac Brown, uh, Ronnie Bullard, uh, Bill Curry, Reese Davis. So a lot of big names, former guys uh, that were were big into the sport: Mike Ditka, Archie Griffin, uh, Maria Taylor, Steve Spurrier, Holly Rowe. Uh, so there's a, there's a quite a uh, quite a who's who of, of those that are voting. So shout out to him, uh, to Dante Lang. So uh, outside of did that, you see, of- did you see the one tight end award? And uh, um, what's my man's that transferred at tight end? Um, Crook, Crook, Lucas, Lucas Crook, Lucas Crook. He was on the tight end watch list. I was amazed that he was on a watch list. It wasn't warful. It wasn't no charity, you know. No, yeah, no the, the Mackey like Award. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he was on the Mackey Award watch list. Hey, yeah. man. Hey, you know. They might as well put Dante him, Lang on there then. That's what I'm trying to say. You I, say, I said that to say this. <laughs> really? Because really, the timing of it was right, you know. I, I, I feel right. you. Because that's crazy. I'm just saying. I love it, man. I love it. So, uh, recruiting news. Uh, we'll talk about the Wait, other. Hold on. We got my man, my man, uh, Kyrie got on the watch list. Oh, we're not talking yeah. about him on the scoreboard. Huh? I thought we talked about him last No, what I didn't talk about it is do y'all think it's strange <laughs> that Marco didn't make it? That's what's strange because that's what I, I said yes. that to my brother. I do. That's weird because because what we talked about is um, Kair doesn't lack talent at all. Right. We got all the faith in him, but the amount of tape and, and the quality of the tape. Is, is what I talked talk to Abe about it, man. I, and, I, and I agree with what he said. The more tape you put out is more, even with the NFL, yeah. the more tape you put yeah. out is worse for you. Like having one good year and going the first round is really the best setup ever because you start way. playing as a freshman. Yeah. And say you have an All-American freshman year mm-hmm. or, or, or even a sophomore year, you still got to have an All-American year that junior year or your stock like plummets. Yeah. So like so the I more tape – I just looked at the list and there's about 65 ish names on he there. He should have made it. You can't tell me that Marco Wilson's yeah. not at least one of the top 65 DBs in the top country. 65 DBs. Yeah, you can argue that Kyer Elam might be better, more talented. Uh, but what Marco Wilson's been able to do the last few years in a Gator uniform is, is very, very dis- impressive. That's, that was disrespectful. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, That's what I, I listened back to last yeah. week's show, and I just meant to like, I'm like, man, like, I didn't even think about that, and I want to chime in on that. So, uh, Marco hung, hungry though, so you know what I'm saying? They give him some, some yeah. little fire, a little fire on his ass. You can still get the award without, without being on the watch list. Yeah, the watch, watch list me. means absolutely nothing, yeah. The, the watch list is all about PR for teams, uh, to be able to, uh, to put out new edits, right? 
Uh, and that's about it. Uh, before we get into recruiting news, big shout out to Florida Gators baseball players. Uh, they lead Major League Baseball with the number of players on active rosters with 19. Uh, so Florida over the last you know decade, decade and a half has truly become a baseball um uh, machine uh, consistently pumping out players uh, and shout out to Brady Singer, uh, former pitcher of the Gators uh, who pitched on Saturday. Uh, and I believe had the second most strikeouts for a rookie pitcher in his uh, first start uh, in Royals history. So shout out to him uh, on the recruiting end of things. Uh, three-star offensive lineman Jake Slaughter from Ocala uh, flipped his commitment from Florida State to Florida. Uh, we had talked about this, I don't know, probably four or five months ago when he got an offer from Florida that it was just kind of a matter of time uh, when he would make that flip. Uh, so Jake Slaughter, who I believe is slated to play center, uh, is uh, has announced his, uh, his flip from Florida State to Florida. Thoughts there, guys? Uh, real good, real good flip. Um... I'm not into like I'm in, I'm into like the, the makeup of what Heavy C wants as a lineman. I want the high recruited kids, but um, I thought this kid camped a little bit more. He got abused in a couple of the camp settings that I seen um, before things got shut down. But a kid that can uh, squat 550, um, mm-hmm. 6'4", 300 pounds, he's what Heavy C wants. They like the bigger, heavier guys that they don't have to put a lot of weight on. They rather trim down than build up. So uh, this is what they want. They they mm-hmm. want you're gonna get these every cycle. People don't complain about the every cycle, but every cycle, <laughs> this is who Heavy C is. So I'm leaving it up to Heavy C to see what my my running game looks like this fall, how these guys are developing this fall, and then I can make a judgment on on, on Heavy C's recruiting after yes. I see development. But right now, this is this is what this is Heavy C wheelhouse. Yeah, he's the twenty four seven has him ranked as the ninth best center uh, in the country. Um, I, I'm I'm on the fence with him. Uh, obviously, John Hevesy knows how to develop uh, and spot talent better than I do. FSU uh, does as well, uh, and obviously his uh, his offer list shows that as well. I do think that he's going to probably need you know two to three years in the program before we see him contribute uh, and contribute quite a bit, which is exactly what you want, right? You you're going to want your you know your five star guys, your high four star guys that every once in a while are going to. Um, Uh, that are going to play immediately. But, you know, at the end of the day, you really want a bunch of guys that are going to come in, you know, develop, you know, sit behind, uh, you know, sit in the the, uh, strength and conditioning room. They're going to sit and learn from Hevesy. They're going to sit and learn from guys ahead of them. So uh, Jake Slaughter is a guy that I know Florida has been excited about for a while. Like I said, it was just kind of a matter of time uh, before that that flip was announced. Uh, Speaking of centers in a different capacity, uh, Florida did secure the commitment of long snapper Rocco Underwood. Uh, he's a, a five-star uh, long snapper, according to the uh, the kicking, punting, and long snapper ratings uh, that are out there by some you know other services, not two four seven arrivals. Uh, but he is widely considered the number one long snapper uh, in the country. Uh, so he is coming to Florida as a preferred walk-on. You know, certainly has a chance to earn a scholarship. But uh, Rocco Underwood, uh, five-star, if you will, long snapper. Um, Kind of an unheralded position, but until you have somebody that's in that role that doesn't know what they're doing, uh, you don't realize how important and valuable that position is. Uh, definitely, I think that's a preferred walk-on spot. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm quite sure we're not giving up uh, scholars yeah. for for long snappers these days, yeah. man. Um, those guys not, not right play. away, not right away. Right, yeah, you can earn it. Yeah, there yeah, you go. After a while, yeah, yeah. Right, and, um, and like Dan said, very- you have a, a roster of 82 people that are in scholarship. Maybe you have three extras. You give it to a guy like him. Uh, but Florida is replacing Ryan Farr, who was in that position for you know for four years. So, 
And, and if you don't know far name, that means he was pretty good at it. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Nobody uh, knows the lone snapper unless he's he, unless he stinks. <laughs> I, don't right. know, um, I don't know. I don't know. So James Smith was, was, was pretty raw now. I don't even know who James Smith is. You tripping? You, you got to know about Smitty. Back, back <laughs> oh, Smitty made some plays. Oh. Yeah, he sure did. He sure did. Uh, and other recruiting news as we move the other uh, show along. Brashard Smith, former uh, Florida Gators commit, uh, all-purpose running back, uh, has announced his commitment to uh, the University of Miami. Uh, he is a Palmetto kid. Uh, speaking of Palmetto, five-star defensive tackle uh, Leonard Taylor has announced that he's going to be making his decision on August sixth. Right now. At Looks to be between Miami and Florida, uh, with a lot of the uh, crystal balls and in, in the uh, the discussion uh, leaning towards Miami. Yeah, it, it's not looking good for the Palmetto, uh, those Palmetto guys. The other Palmetto guys, um, mm-hmm. we should be fine with. Um, we're in good shape with. We'll see how it all p- plans out. Pans out. So right now, it's looking like we may go two for five there. Yeah, uh, I'm not. Like we just gotta recruit better, but I know how this staff recruits. Like I'm just you can drive yourself crazy with this staff every summer if you want to, but I just know how they recruit. Um we should have a staff that land guys early. We should, mm-hmm. I think, push these guys a little bit more. We left for Leonard Tater a long time. We left for uh Brashard, he committed somewhere we dropped the ball. He said he was gonna wait to sign and they obviously he didn't because Miami pressed and they got a commit out of him. Mm-hmm. So uh, we got to press and we got to secure these kids, keep these kids in the fold. Uh, I don't know if we could do something different with the altar field staff, because I think there's some relationships there that we, we felt secure about with this whole situation. And, and mm-hmm. now it's like uh, falling apart a little bit, but I'm still optimistic. We, I like where we at. We're recruiting. Yeah. Uh, the games look like they're going to get played. Uh, those kids are not going to stick to Miami once the games get played and they put this shit show on the field, man. So let's just play football and let it all pan out. Yep. The best thing for Miami is that it won't be for it not to be a season. That's that's the best thing that could possibly happen because if they go out when they go out there, bro, and they got all these recruits and still win six games, they're gonna see. I mean, I'll- the thing about it, uh, if you're selling staying home and all in the pandemic, and then these games happen um, in the middle of a pandemic, and you stink, like what do you sell then? <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> the games still happen. You know what I'm saying? They still right. put fans in the stadium. Like we'll see how all this plays out, but if what you're selling. Whatever you're selling, whatever Miami's selling has got to make it to signing day, period. And I don't mm-hmm. think whatever they're selling is going to make it to signing day. I think they'll keep the James Williams kid, but we're not in it for him anyway. Right. So we'll go out to the other ones. And I think until they sign that paper, all that's up for grabs. Those Absolutely. who celebrate last celebrate the best. Let them cheer. Yeah. No, and, we, and we've seen this every year for the last, what, decade or so. Um, right. You know, I tweeted it the other day. You know, Cam Underwood got in my mentions because I, I had a funny tweet that I put on mute. He's still uh, out here? Yeah, he's he still out in these streets. Um, oh. And he said something about all Miami needs to do is win. And it reminded me that nobody on Miami's current commit list was alive uh, the last time that they won a uh, conference championship. So, um, you know, maybe they might see that in the, uh-huh. uh, in the future, but – you know, Manny Diaz is still Manny Diaz. He didn't turn into Nick Saban overnight. He still got a coach game. We seen Willie Tiger. Remember last summer when we argued with, or the first two summers we argued with Florida State fans all summer and wasted mm-hmm. our time? Smooches. Then they find, yeah, where did she go? <laughs> you know what I'm like, she, and all the time I see her, she had talking to some dude and he converted her to a Gator fan. She had a Gator right. fan. So, like, that's what's going to happen. Like, these guys still got to coach games. We're still mm-hmm. the best program in the state. They'll figure out this recruiting now. Somebody's eventually going to get fired and move on, but ain't nothing to stress about. 
Everything's gonna do what they do. As long as they commit to Miami, I still feel good. Now they committed to Georgia, they committed mm -hmm. to Bama. Maybe I'm a little, you know what I'm saying, pessimistic yeah. about the situation, but they committed yeah, to Miami. Sure. So they like they pretty much open. That's open season. Yeah, no, I'm not worried. I'm not worried at all. Uh, you know, Leonard Taylor is a great player. Don't get me wrong. Outstanding player. Brashard Smith is a great player. James William, a great player as well. But, uh, you know, I like the way the Florida's class sits. I really like the uh, the way that, you know, we're looking moving forward. Um, I do want to see some improvement at the ability to, to recruit running backs. Uh, we definitely need to get some of the off-the-field positions tightened up a little we need bit. A lot, we need a lot more um, – yeah. Recruiters, you need dogs on yeah, your staff. We, we need period. we need pressers, and that's something that we've seen a right. little bit. You know, I don't think that this is you know kind of out of the norm that Florida's gotten a number of players uh, to announce their commitments recently. Uh, we talked about this on the last show uh, with the wide receiver out of Jacksonville committed that Florida was in a position where a lot of people were kind of murmuring about you know why isn't Florida having any momentum on the trail? Then all of a sudden you see you know four or five commits over the course of a couple of weeks, right? We've been so, steady. We've yeah, been steady. So, I don't. I, like, I'm not. I'm not of the uh, of the belief that we're we're in some type of bind or we look like trash. We need to upgrade some spots on the offensive line recruiting. We need to land a couple running backs. I don't think we need one. That's just that's just yeah. me. I could be wrong. I'm not. Yep. I'm not. Somebody, I'm not in charge somebody of the board. ain't gonna pan out. Somebody this ain't gonna pan out, bro. The somebody only thing that I think sticks Florida in the running back recruiting room is if a season doesn't happen. Because then you have another year where you have some time that, that buys you a little bit of time. Because I don't think that Damian Pierce or Lorenzo Lingard would immediately bolt to the NFL, right? So now you have a little bit more time to try to bring somebody on. Uh, but again, you don't ever want to put yourself in that position, right? Um, but I know that we've got a, a guest waiting. One last piece, uh, Desmond Watson. Uh, defensive tackle out of Sefner Armwood uh, has announced that he's going to be making his uh, commitment this month, uh, this month, and that's between Florida uh, and Texas A&M. Really good player. I think he's ranked a three-star. I think at the end of the, the cycle, he'll probably end up being ranked a, a low to mid four-star. Uh, but Desmond Watson and then Corey Collier, uh, uh, one of the old Palmetto guys, also announced that he's going to announce in August uh, that he's um, – and, and I like Florida's chances uh, there. Any other recruiting news, boys? Yeah, Jeremiah Williams is uh, a guy that's I've been getting some whisper from that that, that maybe a guy to make a decision tomorrow. This show drops Tuesday. Tomorrow um will be Tuesday. So there's some smoke about him popping. It's pretty much down to us and Auburn. Four-star okay. defensive end out of Ramsey High School in Bring Brighamham, Alabama. Bringhamton. Brighamham or Brighamton? How, how do you say it, Dan? Birmingham? Birmingham. Where where was it? What's his name again? Birmingham. I said it all wrong. I said Birmingham, I said Birmingham. I said Birmingham or some shit like that. <laughs> Real fast, bro. I gotta lay off the cush. Um, it's down. It's down. It's down to us and Auburn. Okay. I, I I feel okay about this this situation. Okay. I know on Auburn's end, they they're a little shaky. They're nervous. They're hearing a lot of Florida noise. If he's committing tomorrow, I think he's gonna be pop up out of nowhere. He's a kid from Alabama, so um, I heard the parents are, are more Bama. Mom okay. likes Auburn. I, I think we could probably be mm -hmm. that that compromise. We'll see what's up, man, if he actually commits tomorrow. But that's a guy to look out for. Okay. And that's, that's the 28th, huh? Okay. So look out for that. Um, 
This is why we do the show. I, I learned something too, you know. So uh, with all that being said, we have a, uh, a couple of big guests this week uh, that we're excited about. Uh, our first guest is Tim Montgomery. Tim Montgomery's interview is sponsored by our friends over at Roof Soldier. Roof Soldier is a veteran-owned company that specializes in all aspects of residential and commercial roof replacement and repairs. So whether you have any experience or whether you've experienced any recent roof leaks or damage um, or simply want them to uh, climb on your roof uh, and take a look at your uh, roof and inspect it for you as we head into uh, the you know the the depths of summer hurricane season uh, and everything else. Uh, give them a call, Roof Soldier at one eight seven seven Roofs FL. Again, no roof um, is going to be big, too big or too small. No replacement too big or too small. So give them a call. That's one eight seven seven Roofs FL and RoofSoldier.com. Let's get Tim Montgomery on the line. You have now arrived at Stadium and Gale. And joining us for the first time on Stadium and Gale is a former fastest man in the world. Uh, it's sprinter Tim Montgomery. Tim, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing good. Good, man. Hey, Tim, it's an absolute pleasure to, to have you on. Uh, normally, you're going to come from kind of a different perspective uh, in kind of how you're working with the University of Florida and a lot of the athletes uh, there in Gainesville. But, but, Tim, want to talk to you a little bit about kind of your your history, your life. Um, you know, it's not often that we get uh, Olympic gold medalists on the uh, on the show. So, Tim, talk to us a little bit about how you got uh, involved in track, and you know, how you when did you realize that you know you had this you know special gift, and then you know how did you start to hone that gift? Well, I started as a street racer. Uh, Same. I was always kind of like fast. So my cousin was taking me out and, and race against the older guys. They felt like they could beat me. They would bet, you know, afterwards I would get a hot dog or a snow cone and my cousin would get all the money. So I was playing football because our town is called Gaffney, South Carolina, which is known for just football, nothing but football. And I only weighed like 115 pounds and I was like running a four three, just running into people and people running into me. So I kept breaking a finger, a wrist, an arm. So my dad was like, you got to find a more a sport that ain't gonna cost me no money. So I was sitting out there in ninth grade, and at the time our ninth grade was still with our junior high. And this kid came up with a letterman jacket from high school because he had ran track at the high school level. And all the girls wanted to wear his letterman jacket because it was a high school letterman jacket. So me being me, I was like, yo, how you get that? He said, uh, I went out for the track team. I said, you could do that in ninth grade over there? He said, yeah. I was like, hey, can I go to press with you today? He took me out there. I walked up to the coach, and the coach said, hey, the season already started. And can you run? And he was like, can you run the 100? <laughs> so I was like, uh, how far is that right there? He said, it's like a football field. <laughs> so I was like, oh, yeah, I can do that. So I was used to running from mailbox to mailbox to light pole to light pole. I ain't never put a distance on it. You know, we were just like from yeah. this pole to this pole. Yeah. They ain't never measured nothing uh -huh. out to the streets. Yeah. So he said 100. I'm like, whoa, how far that is? <laughs> I know I can't go, but so far. You know, so... Uh -huh. He said, hey, you see them guys right there? That's that's my senior class right there. If you can go out there and hang with them, then I give you a shot. So, you know, 
He said, set. And then I heard this bang, right? And where I'm from, you hear a gun, you got to go. So <laughs> all I know, I went. And then I started walking away. And before you know it, it's like, hey, Montgomery, come back over here, man. You just won. So I was like, oh, I did? <laughs> <laughs> so what you just woke up fast, man? You didn't know. Was your dad fast? Did speed running your family? Or you well, just, just woke my, up fast one day? You know, my dad came off of uh, 13 brothers and sisters. He went to Vietnam. My mom, she always talked about how she chased a rabbit to the heart. It had a heart attack and burst. So, you know, they always trading stories about who was fast. My dad was like, I, he was fast in the bush and racing from bullets. So, you know, they, they go back and forth, but none of them had a sports background. Right. So as a kid, I was just always running, always chasing, always jumping on the trampoline, always doing something, cartwheels, whatever, tumbling, whatever you want to call it. And so uh, that year when they put me on the track team, was a guy named Stephen Davis. I know y'all heard of Stephen Davis. Uh, mm -hmm. Played for uh, Stephen Davis. Played for Auburn. Right. Stephen Davis played. He played with um. He played the Redskins. He, he played. Right. Yeah, yeah. Stephen yeah. Davis, right there. Forty-eight, right? Yeah, yeah. forty-eight. Stephen Davis was yeah. a man child, so yeah. he was he was everything down there in South Carolina. He had never been beat in track. I was a freshman. I was the first person to ever beat him at mm -hmm. the at regionals, and from there on. I was known that guy in town as forget about football. We're going to see Tim Montgomery run, you know. Right. So that's mm -hmm. my that's my background from playing little league football to getting into track and from track going to uh, trying to get. I've had so many offers, but I never took the SAT. Mm -hmm. So I just been this kid that with no guidance. You know, when I, when I mean by guidance, I mean like brought mm -hmm. up and just just brought up in the system, right. no understanding them credit, no understanding about SATs, no understanding about you need to go to class, no understanding about A, college is everything, you know? My thing was, hey, I'm in these streets, and this is what I know. I'm going to go maybe make some money in the streets or get a factory job and get a house like everyone else in the town. So, At, at, what, at what moment um, in the streets, because that, that's always the thing in the hood. Um, a, lot of, a lot of great athletes that 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 that, that are good at being athletes, but they're in the streets trying to make a little money and, and life is a little different. So at what moment did you realize, like, man, I kind of need to leave the streets alone. I'm, I'm a great athlete. So I, after I, I, my senior year, I had one state broke the world, uh, the junior record. I wasn't even going to go nowhere. I didn't take the SAT or nothing. Uh, Clemson, University of Clemson wanted me real bad. And we was hanging out on the block. And my friend at the time, uh, had just got this new gun and in South Carolina. We none of the kids ran around with guns back in the day. We there was always fighting, a uh, knife, what have you, a uh, bat. And he killed this guy with twenty dollars. And we was all out there. And I was a kid that had a car, and he wanted me to drive off with him to get him out of there. And an old man grabbed me. It was like, no, throw him your keys. So I threw him my keys, and he left. And we all got picked up, and the judge told me, hey, man, I heard about you in this town, and this don't have nothing to do with you. You need to get out of this town. So I ran home. I called Clemson up and said, hey, you still got that offer. And they was like, yo, it's, it's gone. You haven't taken the SAT. 
but I got to junior college by the name of Blinn Junior College, the same junior college as Cam Newton went to. Right. He's like, it's in Texas. Let me call the coach and see if I can get you out there. So he called the coach, and the coach was like, I'll take him. And so I got on the next day smoking. And, uh, no, I ended up going to church that Sunday, and they said, everybody that's going to college, we want y'all to stand. So I stood up. And this other guy that was going to Wichita Falls that was in the service gave me a ride to Blinn Junior College. And that's just how it worked. And from there on, I went out there my freshman year and broke the world junior record, 996, became the fastest 19-year-old in history. So from that point on, you know, I, I still didn't have that person to, to ground me. And that's, that's what I do right now in Gainesville with my life. That's what I try to do with the Gator players that come over to train with me. Forget about the training. I'm trying to talk about the grounding of your mind and what you're trying to accomplish and where you're trying to go. So, so Tim, so when, when you got out to, 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 to junior college and whatnot, did you have a, a goal set in mind? Or was you just like, hey, man, I'm out here to run, so let's just run? Well, I got out like, there. What, like, what, 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 was your, what was your end goal? I didn't have one. Because I never even have a beginning goal. Right. You know, I wasn't goal-orientated. I was a fly-by-the-pants type guy. I was day after day, whatever happened that morning when I woke up and when I went to sleep, that what happened. Right. So when I got out there, the man said, you can't be Tim Montgomery. The one we heard about, he run 10. I ran 10.28 in high school. Uh, I ran 20.90. He's like, you too small to run 100. I'm going to put you in the 400. Boy, boy, boy. I ain't, I, ain't, I ain't make not one practice. Not one. <laughs> I ain't finished not one of them. Not one. And so I was getting ready to quit. And I called my dad. I said, yo, man, I'm getting ready to go to the bus station. He said, man, you come back here, you ain't got a place to stay. That's the best thing he ever said to me. He said, you ain't got a home to come back I to. I like it. Yeah. And so I asked the coach, I said, hey, can I just run 100, man? Can I just run it one time? He said, you know what? I'm going to put you in 100 meters and don't ask me no more. I went out there and ran the fastest time as a collegiate that year, 1020. At that time, you know what I'm saying, 1020 yeah. out in Arkansas. And from there, three weeks later, I ran 996 and broke the world junior record. After that right there, it was history. So so what was your, what was your next step after that? Um, so after I ran 996, it became World Junior Record. I yeah. was like, oh, my God. Hey, I'm going back. I said, Dad, you ain't got to work no more. Mom, you ain't got to work no more. <laughs> it's over. We got all this. Nike was calling me. Reebok was calling me. Uh, Adidas was calling me. Everybody was calling me. And then when it came down to the money situation, they said, hey, we're going to give you $150,000 for the year. This was 1995. Well, 1994. At JUCO? Yeah. <laughs> Woo. You might be the like, richest man in that time. <laughs> hey, brother. brother. Let me tell you this story. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. I'm here, I'm here for it. I'm yeah, here so, for it. So, so uh, my dad, he was like, 150000 $150,000. They ain't nothing. They ain't going to do nothing for us. So I was saying to myself, I'm going to do something for me. So I went back the next year. And my coach got promoted. My sprint coach, the head coach, got promoted from junior college to Arkansas. So he left me there. 
And you know, I was one of them kids that felt abandoned. So I ended up signing with ASICs out of Japan for like three fifty. Mm. 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 And then I ended up going to Norfolk State with the three fifty because it was, a, it was international oh, money. Oh, you in the DMV <laughs> with all that, man? I'm <laughs> talking about doing dirty stuff oh, too. Oh my god! With all listen, that bread. Listen, I'm telling I'll, you. I was on campus, the ratio 17 to 1. I'm trying to tell I you. Got, hey, man, hey, still, I got my life changed the first time I went to Norfolk, man. Hey, listen. Hey, yo. I'm sitting there with three cars. I'm sitting there with, I mean, taking everybody to IHOP to build a thousand dollars. Ain't that I'm, to a boss. Hey, listen. Listen. So. I'm telling you, man, my, hold on. Before you move forward, we got to set the tone for Norfolk because my brother was stationed there for like eight years, man. Like, yeah, <laughs> and I was yeah. up there often. Norfolk is amazing, man. The women up there are, are very nice. Nice man, variety. I mean, like, you got you got, you got got 17 to 1 over at Norfolk State, and then you got Hampton, which is right across the water. It's 20, it's like 11 to 1. Then you got Old Dominion, like it's 7 to 1. So it was like... Mm -hmm. Oh my God! It was like a buffet. I chose the words. Hey, what, what, Tim, when he did got, you he know? He had three fifty, just chilling. Nineteen, <laughs> twenty buffet. years old. I ain't, I ain't never got three fifty to go to the buffet. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I, and look, that's what I was. And I was smooth twenty two in the league. Right. I barely got that. I only think I got that. I couldn't imagine, man. Go ahead, Dave. Hey, my bad. Tim, no, you're good. Hey, Tim, when did you know that? I mean, you went from a, a 10 2 to a 9 9 6 in two weeks. I mean, I would imagine that you probably thought this, you know, pretty quickly on. When did you think that you'd be an Olympian, though? When did that start to cross your mind? Well, the craziest thing is we had a couple of guys that had went to the Junior Olympics or World Championships that year. And the guy that I beat was Daniel Elfion at the uh, he had, he had got third place at the world championships, fourth place, excuse me, fourth place at the world championships. So right then I was like, yo, I want to race Carl Lewis. Because I seen Carl Lewis at the track meeting. I was out in Texas. So I seen him at Texas relays mm -hmm. and he just looked at me like, like I was like nothing. Right. Mm -hmm. So, so right there, I said, hey, listen, I got to go to the Olympic Games so I can at least get beside him. I got to get beside him. I got to I got to race him. So my whole goal now was the Olympic Games. Because when I was from, we, they didn't never talk about the Olympic Games. We didn't know, I didn't really mm -hmm. know nothing about the Olympic Games. It was that day right there when I saw him, and they said that that's the great Carl Lewis, Olympic champion, this, that, and the third. And the way he treated me, I had to have him. It, it always be that one person out there that always just want to try something, just think they, they shit don't stink. Because me personally, when I was growing up, some, they always told me it was somebody bigger and better. So you always had to work to try to try to close that gap. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, so you get ready to go to the Olympics. You you know, what is it like? What What, what is it like lining up knowing that you're about to race for our country um, in, in the Olympics? It's surreal. It's it's absolutely surreal. It's absolutely something that you would never forget. And every time someone bring it up, I can my whole body goes back to that moment. 
uh, the right. walk in that stadium, they screaming USA, mm -hmm. USA. And for to have been in Atlanta, and for I have, I was only Atlanta from my town is only an hour and two hours away. Mm -hmm. So I had about 25 to 30 family members there, and to come from where I came from and to be known that I probably wouldn't be nothing uh, was was just amazing. I mean, like it's it's undescribable. I mean, like I can I can imagine being in the NFL or a Super Bowl or something like that. But this is the Olympic Games where where you representing something that's totally bigger than what you ever thought you yeah. you could be, and that's the United States. Hey, Tim, how long was it from the time that you tried out for the track team and you won uh, to the Olympics? Is that like six, seven years? It didn't seem like very long in your story. So, so 19, I was uh, ninth grade. Well, what is that? I graduated in 1993. Okay. Ninth grade would have been, what's that? So 89. 89. 89. So yeah. in eight years, you go from never running track to the Olympics. Yes, sir. Uh, and then you go from there to really over the next four years, you know, kind of dominating, um, you know, the 100 and the four by one, uh, you win gold in Sydney. Um, but what was that? What were those four years like? And then I know you had a couple years after that too, but you know, what was that experience like? Um, well, I guess what's, what's the highlight of that? And, and, and what, what's something that, that maybe you look back and you wish you would have like relished more or did you enjoy the time? I, I, I really didn't. It, it's, it's almost like a tombstone. It was mm -hmm. that, that 89 when I was born into track until that day that I was out of it and that little dash in between, I wish I could go back and change a couple of things in that little dash in between, but it, you can't go back and change it. They only know when you started and when you died. So I, 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 I didn't, I didn't, I pulled up to practice. I had a pair of Jordans on. I had a CF 500 sitting on the grass. I run a lap, I get inside the air conditioning, I get back out of it, I run a lap. I mean, I was a total jerk. Mm. I had no discipline, I had nobody around me to tell me, hey man, you gotta sit down, you gotta settle down, you gotta do this, you gotta do that, and I wish I had that person. Now, I don't know if I would've listened, mm -hmm. but I wish I would've had that person. Yeah. Somebody just to hold you accountable. Yeah. I. And I look back, you know, what I'm saying I, I was, I was, I was there with I, Iverson, I was there with Vic, I, I was all everybody around there that came from Virginia, uh, Hall, mm -hmm. all them, everybody, Dre Bly, like, right. all these people was with me every single day, like, all these people with me every single day. Pharrell used to sleep on my couch, where he became Pharrell, who he is now, DJ Envy. <laughs> You will see all this like uh, Kevin Hart has green light in my documentary, so you'll get to see all this right here. Uh, we're doing a movie on my on my life, so you're ready to see all. Oh, this we right got here. you before the movie. Oh, yeah. oh man! Look, I just took my flex up. They got on E, you know. You yeah, know my flex going way up with this interview. <laughs> but um, what was it like being in Atlanta? I, you say you had a big family, so what was it? I know everybody hit like I always talk about people hitting them up for tickets and games. I know they was blowing your phone up for uh oh, for sure, the Olympic man. tickets. What was that oh, like? That was sad, and it was heartbreaking because you only can do what you can do. Mm -hmm. So I had to, I had to really dig inside my pockets. 
and just start buying tickets in order to satisfy the people that I thought just love me to just to either watch it on TV or come down there or whatever. But saying no is one of the hardest things for a family member for you to say to them when they ain't never said mm-hmm. yes to you for nothing. I mean, like, <laughs> you know, you, if Christmas time come and you get something from your parents, you may have that one aunt that, that cherish you and like you right. and you may get something from her. But we talking about for Christmas, I was giving out $500 to every every aunt and uncle, you know? Right. And at the end of the day, it's crushing because you you see that it ain't about the money. The, the money can't buy you their respect. The money can't buy you their loyalty, you know? Right. And once you say no, and like a rapper say, you just you can give them a thousand times, you say no one time, they go blow your back out, you know what I'm saying? And right. that's something that we got to start understanding that, hey, you can't say yes to everything. So right. it's heartbreaking. Got, yeah, people got to understand how to, how to take, take a no. No, you just got to make uh, sure, think- man. Like I tell anybody that like that, if I come into the, and I talk to these kids, you just got to make sure you straight for the rest of your life. You know what I'm saying? Then right. you take care of everybody else. Um, But you got to make sure you straight because this, it's not forever. Um, you had it all, man. You, you you at the Olympics, and then it all got kind of stripped away. What was that process like? Well, the process was I didn't train for it. You know, like I said, I had this great talent. So when you got this great talent, and other people start to beat your great talent, you start looking for sources beyond your talent when you should have just did what you didn't do, and that get get to work. You know, I see a lot of cats now that they may come to me and be like, hey, man, I got three weeks, man. I got to go to this camp. I said, three weeks? You at ground zero. You want me to do something in three weeks? What would you all year? Right. And that's the story of my life. You know what I'm saying? When I, when it was contract time, I may start training for six months and get a new contract, and then I'm back to partying. Was that so why you took um, the illegal substance? Right, yeah. But, it, well, that was that that was part of it. Now, it, the whole line of the hundred meters, it's like if 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 I push you right, and I push you with a force that you feel is not humanly possible for me to push you, you gonna look at me like, whoa. You understand what I'm saying? If I push right. you, if I shove you, and you go through the wall, you gonna be like, oh my god, I ain't trying to fight him. Right, man, just 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 shove me and push me through a wall. So in the hundred meter line, it's cats coming off the line that you like. Oh my god, you can just feel it. I mean, like <laughs> you like it's impossible for these people to be. To be and they could have been training. I'm not. I can't even say they. They. they with ninety nine percent of the time, everybody that's on that line would be up being caught. Only person ain't been caught is Usain Bolt. But everybody else has been. Surrounded, uh, they gotta figure out the Jamaican sauce. They're gonna figure out the Jamaican sauce eventually, no. man. <laughs> they gonna figure out the Jamaican sauce. Hey, listen, that Jamaican sauce hitting, boy. They all it, know it's slapping them, right bro. now. They slapping it, right it, now, but they're gonna uh, figure it out. Hey, it jumps from country to country, you know what I'm saying? It was in Canada, right. it was in Jamaica, it's in the right. United States, so it jumps, you know. So, I just went down a road that I felt like. 
I felt like I needed to go down when I really didn't need to go down that road. You know, the, the shoe contractor saying, hey, man, if you don't beat Maurice Green, he's number one. You, it's uh, In track and field, there's no there's no number two. Right. Yeah. Football, do you, you, do you regret it? Do I regret it? Yeah, I got to say I do. I got to say I do. Because I can't really say that I'm the world's fastest and really say I'm the world's fastest. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. I know I, I know my capabilities, and I know what I could have did, and I know at the time what was going on, but I can't really sit here and have that conversation as being a GOAT or being something like that when I took what I took for that year, you know? And it, and it cost me a, a, a lifetime of, of, of what I have done for someone to be able to tarnish it in the conversation. You know, because people say, oh, you had to do that cheap. Well, if you look at my past previous at 19 years old and everything else, then you would know that I had the talent. You can't just go put a, a, a jet gasoline inside a Volkswagen and think the Volkswagen going to run fast. You first got to have a big engine in order for it to do perform the way it need to perform. Right. So you can't take a couch potato and turn it into an Olympic champion overnight. So, yeah, I regret it. Uh, so, oh, go ahead, Mon. No, go ahead. Go ahead. You got, it. You got it. Uh, Tim. I wanted to to kind of transition from from that into to what you're doing now. I mean, you, you've obviously been able to look back on your life, and you look back at you know some of the things you know you called it in that dash that you wish you would have relished or enjoyed more uh, or focused on or, or you've learned from, and and now you've got a, a training on development um, fitness. Uh, spot there in Gainesville. You've worked with a lot of former Gators. Uh, you work with a lot of athletes there in Gainesville, still uh, Percy Harvin among them. Um, talk to us a little bit about kind of your training regimen that you work with, uh, with these folks. And, um, you know, how, how do you incorporate a lot of the things that you've talked about that you learned from your life into that, into that training? Well, the name of the company is called Numa Speed. Never underestimate my ability. I underestimated my ability. I thought I had to do something to perform at a high ability. So when I bring them in, I, I set them down and say, hey, can you look at me and tell me you gave this, uh, you give training 100%. Here go your sheet of paper. Are you drinking enough water? Are you getting enough sleep? Are you showing up every single day? Are you drinking? Are you smoking? Are you partying? Are you doing this right here? And nine times out of 10, we end up getting a 60% of what they're doing. So we need to get the other 40. So that's what I bring to the table. Things that I would have, should have done in my career, the training that I should have been doing, because a lot of coaches do a lot of training that don't make any sense. Right. Because they ain't never mm-hmm. performed. You know what I'm saying? So it makes no sense. I'm like, why would you do that exercise? What does it benefit? Well, my coach did it, and I was like, okay, did he run 4-1? No, he didn't. Okay, so why why are you doing it? And, 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 and But then you got to take into consideration that, okay, what I'm giving them is something different because they got to be in the trenches. What I'm giving them, you can run track with. Mm-hmm. What the strength and conditioning coaches over there for UF give them, something they're going to be in the trenches with, okay? So I combine that. I combine what they come in in with the power, and then I show them what the support muscle is going to do for them. 
So I'm doing the band work with the hip flexor. I'm showing them what because there's no animals that's born with a hamstring, a quad, or a calf. Well, all animals have glutes. So glutes and hip flexors the main brain fuel or the main engine for speed. So I bring them in, I teach them what that means. Then I go into how to recover. Because in football, you may go practice where you don't have to go 100 miles per hour. And track is 100 miles per hour. At 100 miles per hour, you keep getting hurt, you ain't going to have a job. So how can we get your body physically strong in the areas that you need to perform in in order for you to stay at 100 miles per hour on the football field so you can stay out there performance at your high ability? So, Tim, you know, a guy like Percy Harvin, uh, you're working with him or we're working with him. Um, a guy like him has been been trained and developed for, you know, the better part of, you know, a decade and a half, uh, you know, from before Gainesville through college, through the NFL, uh, through a lot of speed coaches. How do you how do you talk to a player like that? How do you get them to to kind of rethink? How do you break them down? How do you adapt to each individual, you know, player that's probably had a or, you know, athlete that you work with that's been coached, you know, up their entire life? How do you how do you get through and, you know, what do you do in terms of goal setting? Uh, you know, with these with these guys. Okay, I bring him in. I say, Let, let's do it your way. Let's take the time because the clock is going to be the clock. We're going to measure this out and we're going to use the same clock and I want you to do it your way. And we time it their way and I say, I want you to change this and change that and we're going to do it my way. And I ain't never felt with that. The time always improves. So now from that point on, I got their attention. Have you seen the... Um... A difference in in strength and, and conditioning with these guys uh, since the the coach the head coaching change and, and the strength and conditioning program change. Oh, definitely, <laughs> he was different. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, whatever McElwain was doing, it it was it was very subpar to what they're doing now. Very subpar, like Duke Dawson and and Scarlett and all the guys that came over from that. Era, Brandon Powell, uh, Gooseby, you know, uh, just the list goes on. You know, they was just, they was totally, they was totally playing in the weight room. I think they got more of a structure now because Freddie came over, he has the power. I just need to straighten out the power that he had and make it go in a straight line. So it was, it was a little, Unorthodox, what he was doing with the power that he had received from the, the, the he st- shot me with staff. his forty. I'm not gonna lie, Freddie shot, shot, shot me with yeah, his forty. Bro. I'm using <laughs> good. Yeah, I'm so good. Listen, I'm, listen, listen. No, hold on, hold on, Omar, before you get in your back. I'm real good with my forty predictions, I, and I'm I'm rarely wrong. I'm, I'm usually in the range. I was way off of Freddie. I had four, Freddie at a uh, high four five four six, bro. Be real with you. I was shocked when he ran that four four. That just means right, that you so, got one. So listen, yeah, so listen, bro. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I tighten up, man. All right, we, 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 we can talk about mod speed, day, damn. We can talk about that. Uh, so, so I, you know, I had the luxury to go out with, with Tim a few times to see, um, see him train guys and whatnot, man, and and, and seeing Swain out there, and I and I have to admit, Swain is a lot quicker and a little bit more shiftier than than he look on TV in person. Like, so now that I see him, now that I see his 40, now I see him on film running away from people, now you can, all, you can put it all together. 
Well, Swain you, you, can't. It, I mean, like, I had Swain since he was uh uh twelfth grade. So Swain, Swain coached down in Marion County. Steve Fields was my uh he lived with me when we was in Norfolk. So Steve introduced me to Swain his senior year. So Freddie, he comes over off and on in the summer, probably two two weeks out the summer as he was at Florida, he would train here, there, and now. And then he's like, listen, I already know what you're going to do. And Freddie should have ran a 4-3. He should have ran a 4-3 at Combine. And so, listen, bro. I, I know I shot. Three. Yeah, hey, listen. Bro, he, bro, hey, shit, he running like that, bro. It's some weird you, shit, bro. I, I'm telling you, ask him. He, he, if you look at Freddie's start, he, the first one, he went side to side because he was so nervous that if he would have straightened that first one out, it would have been crazy. I mean, really crazy. If you see Freddie now when he's relaxed out on the field as a mock, Freddie is going to be a problem at see. I mean, when y'all say problem, bro. I mean, he did if you see Freddie, I hope so, though. I'm a, I'm a Freddie I'm guy. So I'm so excited, bro. I'm a, I'm yeah, a Freddie bro, guy. So. Yeah. Hey, Tim, how did, you, how did you end up in Gainesville? Oh, my goodness. You want to hear this story? I sure do. Oh, man. So, listen, I ended up going to prison. And uh, the crazy part is that on my way to Texas, when we were driving from Sacramento, we passed this town called Montgomery, Alabama. I was like, man, they got a town name after me, right? I said, pull over. Let's go to the store. I got to see what this Montgomery place is about, right? So we pull over in Montgomery, Alabama, right? I get locked up, and I had on my – they was like, you know, when you get your paper while you're on the bus, it tells you where you're going. And mine said M-O-N on I was like, everybody was like, I ain't never heard of that. Boy, I don't know where they take sending you off at. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, I was like, what's this M-O-N mean? I asked the guard. I was like, what does M-O-N mean? He was like, that's Montgomery, Alabama. I said, like, ain't this a crazy thing, right? And the same – hey, listen. So I ended back up in Montgomery, Alabama, Maxwell Federal Prison Camp, right? And I went in. I went in prison. I probably had at least twenty five girls, girlfriends. Twenty five girlfriends. It's no lie. Whew. Oh, uh, we got time for it. Hold on, you went up. Hold on, start over. Right. You started. You started that twenty five girlfriends. Girl yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. You started. Hey, listen. I was playing nails, hair. I had a nightclub called Encore. Oh. Uh, up in Virginia. So when you're a nightclub owner, you know, all the girls want to be in VIP, all of them don't want to stay in line. So you got a phone just for them. That's why they talk about two phones. You know, that's what that was me. I had three phones. So talk that player talk. So when I got locked up, right, I'm in there and I'm like, okay, I'll be good. I got twenty five girls out there, man. Boy, they start falling off like flies, boy. Fly, 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 So my baby mama waiting in the office. She stood by me. So I was like, yo, I can't I can't ask you to bring my kids and grow up in Montgomery, Alabama. I heard about this place. This right here place racist. You ain't coming down here to Montgomery, Alabama. I you know what I'm saying? I just heard about the stories, right? Right. From the people on the bus. I never been there, but that one time at the store. And so I, she was like, I got family in Gainesville. I was like, Gainesville? What is that? She was like, that's like seven hours away. I was like, okay, bet. Go to Gainesville, right? 
So she come to Gainesville. And so when it's time for me to come home, they like, where you got where you got locked up at in Virginia, that's where they're supposed to send you back. Or if you can find family somewhere else, that's where they send you to. So I was like, I ain't going back to Virginia. I came to Gainesville and I got here and I'm like, man, what what in the world? <laughs> I mean like I'm like, what is this, right? And so the I'm telling you right now, these people are some of the most forgiving people, some of the most helpful people. And it's just it's it's been absolutely great for me, man. Like I really cursed this town out when I got here and was like, man, I can't even find nowhere to eat. I gotta go all the way to Archer Road to get a meal. It's touchy like that. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? So Man, uh, imagine the old Archer Road though, before Butler Plaza was Butler Plaza. Oof. When, 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 uh, when Walmart used to be on, on uh, Archer Road. That's right. I'm throwing you back. So you remember that then? Yeah. I sure. When when Outback Steakhouse was fine dining. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's back when I was in college, bro. Yeah, I came, in, I, came in, I came in 2012. Okay. So. Yeah, it was okay. a couple years after I left. Uh, so you've been yeah. there as Gainesville's grown. So you've seen, uh, you've seen yeah, the great seen part me. of Gainesville. Yes, yes, I have. I love it, man. So, uh, so Tim, I guess my my final question is, you know, what's your relationship? Obviously, you know, you have a, a bunch of players that work out with you, um, you know, probably during the season, after the season. But, you know, what where do you see this growing and, and going to? I mean, what's what's kind of your end goal? Are you 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 content? You happy with your situation now? Do you want to continue to grow? Or, no, I'm always I'm always I'm always looking for growth. Okay. Uh, after Freddie, you know, like, like the coaches here was like, "What do what do Tim know about football? What do Tim know about this? What do Tim know about that? You want to be a track runner? That's what they was they was telling the football players. Don't go over there, you know. Mm-hmm. Go to Bomb Marino. Go to uh, PA uh, XP or whatever. Mm-hmm. Michael Johnson yeah. or whatever. So it was great that Freddie was my first combine athlete. I've taken other athletes like Brandon Powell. And mm-hmm. Jordan Franks and mm. other guys that that was was never supposed to make an NFL team, and they all made fifty three man rosters. I mean, we talking about free agent, supposed to be free agent, and everybody I worked with, by the grace of God, they all made the fifty three man roster. And the reason why they made the fifty three man roster because they show up ready to go on every play. Mm. I got a question. Have you uh, had any chance to train the young man Lorenzo Linger? No. I like to. I like to see you get your hands on him. Pause. No weird stuff. But I like. I like to see you train that guy because I think he has uh, probably the fastest guy on the team right now. Uh, track kid. You know, you know, you know, we can hook that up, man. We gotta link that up. Yeah, I, that's what I'm saying. Like, it, it makes no sense for him now to have to go out. Right. Of Gainesville to do it, it could be a pipeline. Yeah. I'm gonna link you up with my man uh Abe Elam as well. So you start doing some work with Kyrie, man. But yeah, we gotta get the guys over to you, man. Cause I didn't yeah, think Freddie was get, that fast. So, you talking about so Freddie. Uh, yeah, a lot, yeah, a lot of the no guys go there, man. Who 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 who's some of the bigger names that you work with, Tim? Um I got I got you know, I got um it was everybody, Jordan, Jawan Taylor. All them boys that were suspended, they yeah. was with me. While they was on suspension, they was with me. Duke mm-hmm. Dawson, 
he came on his senior year based off his speed. Mm-hmm. He came yeah. on. That's he was over there with me. Him, Brandon Alden was over there training, and they speed showed. Like he could, he could when he was over there, he could he could make a mistake in college and make up for it. And the pros, they 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 get there and they get complacent. And everything changed. So if you don't still got that four three four four speed, then your game changed tremendously. But if you got that, you can make a mistake and rebound from it. Right. Mm-hmm. So everyone to rebound for me. <laughs> no, you just. <laughs> it, I, I'm telling you right now, you don't know what your body can do for yourself at 100. percent You mm-hmm. never know. It's the same thing with the kids here. I took kids that. Parents ain't even think they was going to go get a scholarship. They work them out. They got full rides. Mm. Once mm. you, once that's the same thing steroids do. You don't know what you can do unless you enhance your body. So if you enhance your knowledge, you don't know what you can do in whatever field. If you enhance yourself mentally, you enhance yourself physically, the sky's the limits, period. That's facts. That's all facts. I appreciate you for hanging out with us, Tim, man. I am honored to say I had a conversation and interviewed you, man. Um, yeah, for sure. Pleasure was all mine, dog. I appreciate I, it. I enjoyed it, man. Very professional Absolutely. show. Thank you. Well, we appreciate sure. that. We're going to definitely have you on in the future, and then who knows, maybe some time with the mind, you can get him down into hey. the four nine four eight range. <laughs> hey, hey, man, next, gotta, time, uh, next time I'm back in Gainesville, I am bringing my son through. I got to get autographs. I want to check out the facility and all that, man. My yeah. son's running his track right now. He's, hey, I don't hey, know hey. if he's Tim Montgomery, but we in, we we doing track right now. Oh, I hey, love Tim. Tim. Talk, hey, Tim, talk about your new your, your building getting built. Yeah, we got a new facility going off of Tower Road. That'll be okay. uh, Grand Open going to be the second week in, uh, in September. I mean, I got a 50-yard outdoor turf field. The first fifty yard turf field outdoor in Gainesville, other than what the Gators got. Man. I'm 4, pulling 000, up. Send me an invite. You got we'll it. Be there. I'm we'll pulling be there. up. I may be hey, the uh, smallest person that ever races on that fifty yard line, though. Nah, oh, man. I'm telling you. Oh man, yeah, man. you're gonna probably do it too. I, I, man. I, I won't. Be. Look, man. I, I know. I, I, look, man. I don't see some people in there. I know you faster than Dan. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry about it. And Dan, after, also, uh, for real, we, after training Dan, with Reedell Anthony for like four years, I think he'd be upset if I didn't uh, at least get second or worst. There you go. And we, uh, Dan, we got to send Tim a shirt and a hat and stuff, man. Too. Yeah, All that. Yeah, we appreciate it. Tim. We'll get with you on uh, your address and stuff, man. But congratulations right. on uh, opening that new facility. We'll definitely come check it out. Thank you. For sure. Thank you. All. Have a good one. Have a good one. Thanks, Tim. Thanks a lot, man. I am pulling up. Man, let's go. Yeah, man. So I usually I usually go out there, man, on Tuesdays and Thursdays. The boys get some field work in. So um I'm telling you, man, I had uh I had some of the DBs I was out there training, um, doing shadows with with uh with Swain in the slot. And I mean he had one of them spinning around so bad. I was like I mean, that's, uh, this guy, this guy, he's really like that. And and his knowledge of the game is like, it's there. Because I'm yeah, like, Yeah, hey, he grew up in the South, know, so he know a little bit about football. Bro, he know, bro. And he was telling yeah. me, I mean, he broke down this man coverage and it looked just like the Auburn game. He was like, well, they're going to put a linebacker on me. And there's no way a linebacker can guard me in space. And, I, oh, and, you, and right there, as soon as he said that, I, I just clicked in the Auburn. We, uh-uh. At the beginning of the game, you know, so. When Amari hit me up and said, we didn't, just to give the fans a little outlook on the day, we woke up this morning with no guests. Dan sent us a message last night. Who's our guest tomorrow? 
Mm-hmm. And I was just too tired to even care. I was like, you know what? <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna figure out. I yeah, I was like, I was like, I'm gonna figure this out tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> not thinking like, okay, I gotta jump up and get on the roll up. So I jump and get on the roll up and, and Dan says a question mark, like, okay. Yeah, very passive-aggressive question mark. <laughs> like, what are we going to do? I'm talking about a real one. I couldn't even play sleep. I done tweeted this morning, so Dan already <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, don't it ask that. After, after both up. you tweeted, I was like, I, I know they both saw this. Yeah, he's, that's when you said the question mark. <laughs> but um, Ahmad called me. As soon as I got out the roll-up morning show, Ahmad called me with the uh, with the Tim Montgomery, man. I was, I've been excited and geeked all day preparing. Uh, looking through stuff, man. Um, just a childhood guy that I grew up watching. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm honored to, to interview that dude, man. My 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 resume my resume is getting crazy of the people I've interviewed. Man, we got an Olympic gold medalist on the show, yeah. man. Almost two, two on the way. We're about to get the second one. Yeah, we just it just didn't happen this summer, but it's on the way. Next summer, next summer, next summer. Man, this this has been a a hell of a ride with you boys for the last year. Uh, in a couple months. So we're going to keep, we're going to keep it rolling. Great interview with Tim Montgomery is awesome to have him on. Uh, this segment of the show is brought to us by our friends over at Friedland and associates and attorney Lee Friedland. He's going to handle all auto accidents, medical malpractice, nursing home cases, criminal matters, and personal injury cases in every jurisdiction with throughout the state of Florida. Give him a call at 1-800-95-INJURED and visit him at yourfighthourbattle.com. Uh, Lee is a double gator, both uh, undergrad and UF law. So again, give him a call at 1-800-95-INJURED, yourfightourbattle.com. Every week we talk about uh, a word of the week. Sometimes I give you a word. Sometimes Ahmad gives uh, gives us a word. Silk, I think this week you had some questions on some words. I just want to ask you, like, one of, I was helping um, one of my neighbors move some shit, and he told me don't be moving it all willy-nilly. What does that mean? Oh, that means without, like, any care. No, I know what it means. Regard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Move willy-nilly. Oh, I don't know who Willie Nilly is. I knew who. Uh, yeah, no, I don't know who is Willie. Nilly? That's a great question. There's a lot of questions that I have. He didn't know um, either. So, yeah. Like, oh, oh Willie Nilly, like. <laughs> not, 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 not question. Yeah. Do y'all find like Silk? Do you say stuff to your kids the way your parents said it to you? Yeah, you I don't know what half that, that shit mean. My kids say, "What does that mean?" I don't mean? know what that shit mean, bro. But I just say it. So, then, <laughs> so then when I take my kids to my parents' house, they be like. Oh, that's where you get it from. Right. We had this discussion last week when we talked about our two weeks ago and we talked about Sam Hill. Our Sam Hill, like what in the Sam Hill is that? Right. Yeah, who is like, Sam Hill? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, people uh, all willy nilly like that is definitely something white people so they, say. It's just give people names, just, just make names up. Okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't like that. I think I think there's there's a story behind this willy nilly thing and this Sam Hill thing. So I need I need the whites to to, to like to come back with a to get, with get that, into the mention. Yeah, bro, learn your culture, Dan. How about I'm that? Sorry, oh, you know what? All Dan, right, look, Dan, no, Dan, no more about the candy lady house. He got, he know about. Maybe Sam Hill's running the candy lady house. All right, guys, I found it. What is it? Willy nilly comes from the Oxford English Dictionary, dated all the way back to 1608. It's a contraction of will I nil I, or will he nil he, or will ye nil ye. The like word nil is from Old English nylon, a combination of knee meaning no and wylan meaning will. The phrase willy nilly means unwillingly or haphazardly. So, not as cool of a story as I thought. 1608. Wow. I like it. I learned something, though. 
There you go. Glad that I found that. Glad that I found that. Shout out to the uh, live streamers too. Uh, we're going to be doing this on Patreon. So again, visit us, patreon.com slash stadium and Gale. We're going to live stream every week uh, to Patreons this week. It was open to everybody, uh, but next week we're going to make it to Patreons. We're going to have a lot of big guests. We were just talking about it with the folks uh, that were in the group chat. We've got a lot of big names, a lot of uh, coaches, a lot of former coaches, a lot of big players, a lot of athletes that uh, maybe have set some world records, maybe have won some trophies, uh, but are definitely – it is definitely going to be an awesome couple of months. Uh, football season or not, we're going to keep the content rolling uh, for you. Speaking of football season. Yeah. We got to play the games, Dan. We got to play the games. Despite what the we're going to play the game. <laughs> All right, guys. Biggest this is my question. bag. This is my bag. This is what we like to do. We play games in Gainesville. Uh, football is real elite right now. So this is what we like to do. Recruiting, the mind going to fall back. They ain't really yeah. his bag. No, but when it comes to the games, we know what we got. We know we got the one of the best play callers in college football, dog. So let's talk yeah. about the games. All right, let's talk about the games. One of the things that I read on Rivals today was that the University of Georgia has the best quarterback room in the country. Uh, they named a top five. One of the teams not in the top five was the University of Florida. Do you think a combination of Kyle Trask and Emory Jones is a top five quarterback room? I guess you can add Anthony Richardson in there too. Is that a top five quarterback room in the country, do you think? I got the the, the top three quarterback coach in the country. So, yeah, I'm going to say it's top five because I know the product I'm going to put on the field is going to be elite regardless. And like I got keep telling everybody, man, they're going by the stars. Whoever Dan Mullen is offering, whoever Dan Mullen is getting scholarships to, they need to give those guys high four stars and high five stars because those are going to be your best passes in the future. He's got that track record, and we're never going to have no issues at quarterback. I think Georgia hasn't put out a good quarterback since since Kirby's been there. Um, nothing to lead. Yeah, uh, new new offensive coordinator every year, nothing consistent. I take my quarterback room over most in the country. It's very few that I take. What Bama's is nice. Who yep. else is nice? Who you got? No, I definitely – I mean, I think that Georgia has some potential, right? I think Georgia has some potential. I think that Jamie Newman is an, it was okay at Wake Forest. I don't think that he's anything spectacular. Me. I, mean, I think that JT Daniels lost his job. Um, you know, so I don't know. I mean, you know, if you're going to talk about groups as a whole, I mean, you have to include, you know, I think – Ohio State and Clemson in there just because of you know who they are. Um, anybody anybody grabbing grad transfers and shit like that right before the season, their quarterback room is not better than mine. Mm-hmm. My coach ain't scrambling because you don't even know you don't even really know what you got. You, I mean, you right? <laughs> like you right. know what I'm saying? You, you coach, ain't put no work in with him. You just you're going up the strength of somebody else. I just don't know how you rank the quarterback room at Georgia, who has two, in my opinion two unproven quarterbacks, starting SEC quarterbacks, ahead of an Ohio State or ahead of a Clemson, right, or ahead of Florida. Uh, I know that, you know, Rivals really likes to pander to that Georgia fan base a lot, but I'm really, really, really – I don't I don't understand how that's a good one-two punch. I, I just don't see it. I mean, could it be? Maybe. But they I don't have to sell to the fans. Yeah. They lied about Newman, and then yeah. Kirby wasn't that confident with Newman when he got another guy. So they got to lie about the new guy as well. And we're hyping both of those guys, you know, like you get the, the hype of this being an elite quarterback room when it's it's two unknowns, two veteran guys that really haven't done a whole lot. They, they, they're they solid, but they, they're not nothing to write home about. They're just solid guys yeah. with a new OC, no spring football. I like my quarterback room. 
agree. Like, I'm agree. solid. And so, and so what you, you said? Know, we know a killer cow gonna get us. Look, you know what I'm saying? Look, we got, we got, we got to <laughs> play the game. You get, we, we can look good on paper until we blow in the face. We gotta play the game. That's, we that's gotta what play we do. the game. We, 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 we're here to play the game. This is what we go to college for and practice and lift weights and all that. So whatever game, you so. what like I said, whatever you selling in the off season, it gotta show up in the fall. Or if not, it's open season, bro. And that's when we gonna that's when that's when it that's that's when it looks good. You know what I'm saying? When we beating teams we supposed to be, when we're playing in New Year's New Year's six bowls, when we're on the prime time games, the team you committed to ain't on no prime time games, it ain't on the big networks. Who you playing? And look, like what games are exciting? The SEC is gonna be the height when it's time to sign that paper. The flip's gonna happen. Just be patient. Don't the boys, don't the boys, don't the boys play on Friday night sometime too? Yeah, because it's mid, you know. Back to the roster, bro. The boys play on Friday. I play on Friday, (laughs) still. It just means more. I went to college to play on Saturdays, Dan. I ain't never go to college to play on on Friday, Dan. I I went to Lakeland to play on Fridays, Dan. I know you see I play on Fridays too. So it don't mean more. Oh man. Um, let's see. Uh in other news, uh let's talk about running backs. You know, this is kind of unscripted. We didn't we didn't plan this. Um, assuming that uh we have a season, everybody's healthy. Uh what do you think the split of running back carries are gonna be? You have Damian Pierce, you have Lorenzo Lingard, you have Malik Davis. You have Naquan Wright, and then you have Iverson Clement. Those are your top five. Uh, maybe split it into percentages, or, or how do you guys think that that pairs up? You know, you know, Pierce is going to take the bulk of the, of the load. You know, yeah, right. still Lingard is still unproven. Um, I wish we could have got a chance to see him a little bit more um, before the season started and whatnot. Man, and Malik Davis, damn, he ain't did nothing since he fumbled against Tennessee. You know what I'm saying? I, I, we, we know he got a little bit of potential. But it seems to me he's he's still the same size. He haven't really got any bigger. You know, still makes some kind of I, I, you know, I like Malik a little bit. I like Malik if he's knocked the rust off. Um, percentage yeah, wise, sure. it's hard. It's hard to predict because we don't know the health of those two. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think yeah. uh, once we figure out the health of of uh, Malik and Lingard, then we can kind of like ration it out. But right, like we all got Damian Pierce as the bell cow. Um, I mean, yeah. great things about Linger in all season. Um, the way he's looking, the way he's cutting on that that that, that knee of his. So I'm gonna go out on a limb. I, I have Linger being that that the guy behind to spell. Um, okay. Pierce, so like, like, what's your percentage? You think Pierce gets fifty percent, more than fifty percent, more than more than fifty? I think you okay. lead on Pierce a lot more. Yeah. Um, I yeah. also think we're gonna have some running with the quarterback this year. So the chemistry of that re option, you're probably gonna see what Emory Jones is gonna matter. So um yeah I think it's like a sixty and then the other the forty will be split between the other two guys in my opinion. Okay. Hmm. What about hey, uh, what somebody about, in the comments just said Clement's injured right now? So yeah, I think injuries are gonna matter a lot with that. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Clement injured. Uh, Can't make the club in the tub. Uh, let's see. Uh, other news. Um, here, guys, this is something that I saw. It's it's somewhat football related. Uh, well, it's definitely football related. Somewhat, uh, it's former Gators on on Madden. Uh, they announced all of their rankings. So you want to go? Let's go through some of those. You think they're right? Too high, too low. We'll go quick. Trenton Brown, highest ranked former Gator at an eighty-seven. He signed that big contract with the Las Vegas Raiders, which is still weird to say Las Vegas Raiders. Signed that big contract uh, with them, uh, but highest-ranking player in 87. 
Uh, then we got your boy uh, Maurice Pouncey, 86, coming in number two. Uh, Keanu Neal, 84, number three. Joe Hayden, uh, who's still you know, putting out 10 years uh, into the league uh, at an 83. And then you have Carlos Dunlap, Cincinnati, 82. And then you have Dante Fowler with uh, back with the Atlanta Falcons uh, in 81. Marcus May in 81. And Chauncey Gardner-Johnson at an 80. Uh, we have Mike Pouncey at an 80. We got Trey Burton at an 80. So those are all of the players that are ranked above an 80, and then we'll go through the rest here in a second. Any of those stand out to you too high, too low, just about right? That sounds about right, man. You know, Madden always stingy with their ratings. Um, you know, they, they don't they don't just give our ratings. So um should be blessed even even be up there, you know what I'm saying, with 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 some of these. I don't guys know shit about Madden. Man. I'm gonna be honest with you, bro. Man, I've been playing Madden since listen, bro, with, with Joe, with my my boy Joe still hanging in there. They've been real generous because I know how Madden gets, so uh, but at the end of the day, it's an arcade game now. Uh, so you ain't missing nothing. It's, it, you can power up now. And once you power up, you can't be tackled when you got. Oh, you guys man. Think Elliot and shit. Like, yeah, like, you see? There's some weird. So, 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 so let, me, let, me, let me tell you the logic. All right. So they got something <laughs> called. Uh, what, what is it called? Is it like um, X Factor or something? No, X Factor, yeah. So, all right. So, so their, their logic is if Ezekiel Elliott break a 20 yard run right here, right? And he just so happened to break another one. Just because he broke those two runs, now he's untackleable. You can't tackle him. How? Maybe I'm on defense and saying, damn, he just broke two 20 yard runs. We're going to hit this in the backfield. So no, it's an, it, it, they, they, they NBA jams with the you're on fire pretty much. Yeah, bro. That, exactly, bro. bro <laughs> I'm talking about Zika LA going to step on three grown men to the ground and, and high stuff and score on the next play. Shit, wild, bro. Yeah, I ain't got time for that type of shenanigans. I don't got man. time for that, bro. Nah, it's real shenanigans. I'm talking about Odell Beckham just going. I don't, I don't care what kind of defense you got on it. Yeah. It's somehow, somehow, some way, you know, it's crazy. So. I'd be getting this money, right? Other other stuff going on. Brian Poole, 79. <laughs> Quinton Dunbar, 79. Janoris Jenkins, 78. C.J. Henderson, 76. Uh, Taven Bryan, Jacksonville Jaguars, 74. Alex Anzalone, 73. DJ Humphreys a 73, Vernon Hargraves a 73, Eddie Pinheiro a 72, Jalen Watkins a 72, Quincy Wilson 72, Jacoby Brissett a 71, Jared Davis a 70, Jawan Taylor a 70. I forgot how many uh, Gators are on the Jaguars. Van Jefferson a 70. Yeah. That's why we cheats, bro. <laughs> John Bostick, 69, uh, Duke Dawson, 68, Jabari Zuniga, uh, 68, Ja'Kai Polite, 67. Uh, higher than higher than I thought uh, for Ja'Kai. Marcel Harris is 67. Brian Cox Jr. is 66. Caleb Brantley, uh, 66. He just announced today on Monday that he's going to be sitting out uh, this Brave. season for the coronavirus. Uh, Jonathan Bullard is 66. Jonathan Grenard, 66. LaMichael P. Ryan, 66. Laurenti McCray, 66. Chris Thompson, 64. Jordan Scarlett, 64. Freddie Swain, a 63. Boshan Joseph, 63. Will Greer, 63. Gerald Willis, a 62. Joey Ivey, 62. This is a lot of names, boy. Sorry. Jeff Driscoll, Yeah, 61. you could have kept like, people like Willis and Brissett off of here. You well, I'm just saying? reading off 247. 
Uh, Tyree Cleveland, 60. Uh, Max Garcia, a 60. David Sharp, a 58. And rounding out the list, oh, I'm sorry, Fred Johnson, 54. And then rounding out the list uh, is Chaz Green at 53. Anybody stand out to One time for Fred from the album Matter, man. So one one time for Fred. Um, No, nobody stood out. I don't know anything about Madden in in these ratings. So Well, very good. Uh, What is the juiced up number? Do they have a juiced up number? What's the juiced up? Can they get juiced up? I don't think so. I think I think that juiced up thing is only for like some players, and I don't think any of those gainers are that okay. special group. Okay. Man, bro, it's wild, bro. I'm telling you. Listen, bro. Let me tell you. Dude won the Madden Bowl. You ready for this? Dude mm-hmm. won the whole Madden Bowl Who with did? a punter at quarterback. I don't know. Some guy. He put a punter at quarterback and didn't throw the ball not one time the entire tournament and won the tournament. The game, is, the game is garbage truck juice. Y'all need to throw that out. Um, you see what I'm saying? Like, let's no, let's, let's have this conversation real quick. Um, surprise player of the year for y'all. Who y'all got that's going like, to – in camp, not in the season. Who's going to emerge in fall camp? Before we get any rumors crazy. going, go ahead. I'm going to show you somebody crazy. Diabate. I don't think that's crazy. Yeah, I think that's – the hype is <laughs> there a little a, bit. Yeah, I feel like that's I'm, an extremely I'm, normal I'm, take. I'm, yeah, I think he's gonna really he gonna really show <laughs> well, up. Well, you got him playing that. It. Right. It, it's weird, bro, because I can see him. I don't know, bro. I, I kind of like him standing up, bro, coming off the edge, bro. Mm-hmm. If you put on a little bit more weight, yeah. Because he, I just heard I heard a couple different spots for him. I know they're gonna use him in a lot of different ways. So I've heard like linebacker in the middle, standing him up. I, so he, he I can get both. I've heard, star, I've, heard, I, I've heard they've seen them in stars in certain packages. I've, I've actually heard right. that as well. Um, yeah, somebody, my man Wade just said com, uh, Tyrone Hopper in the, in the comments, and that's my guy. I'm ready to see if he, yeah, if he yeah. uh, as, 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 as athletic still. He came in very athletic. He had to put on some weight and all that stuff. Man, I've been hearing great things about him behind the scenes. So I'm ready to see him get off. I'm ready to see my linebackers another change. One, another one, too, Zach Carter. He'll be getting a lot oh, of yeah. hype. In, yep, in, yeah. in the offseason, so I'm ready to yep. see Zach as well. Ever since I tweeted about Zach Carter and wondering yeah, why it's been up that. since. He got that strength fumble straight up since there. Uh, Ace Wade was in the uh, the group chat. Uh, he said it right before I was able to say it. I like Tyrone Hopper. To, uh, I like Tyrone Hopper to uh, – <laughs> he was reading the group like chat. I like Tyrone Hopper to, uh, to emerge. Uh, I really, really <laughs> like him. Shut, shut up, bro. <laughs> High four star guy, um, but I really like Hopper. Super athletic. Uh, the Gators have some needs at linebacker, especially for some rangy kind of cross the field guys. Uh, but it definitely won't be Quincy Linton. I'll tell you that. All right, Daryl, little Daryl nineteen. Hop in his mentions at little Daryl nineteen. That's L I L D A R R Y L nineteen. I like the depth, man. I like the depth. I heard just speaking to some people. I won't say no names. I heard um, doing these little warm ups practices or whatever they have. And I heard my man Mick, Christopher McWilliams is lining up at the start right now. I hope. Well, this is the thing. I hope in his case, because I heard last year he was really starting to come on uh, before he got yeah. injured. And man, I know, you know, he got a bad run, you know, his freshman year. Um, he wasn't expected to play. He got thrust out there due to some injuries. Uh, and I know he got burned. I know that he didn't have a great, uh, you know, season. Um, and I know that that weighs, you know, heavily on him. Right. Um, but I do know that, you know, the coaches were, were impressed 
by the the development that he was making, and then he goes and gets injured. So I'm hopeful for him. Uh, you kind of forget a guy like him. Um, who else? Uh, David Reese, safety. David Reese, uh, star linebacker, whatever he's going to play. What, what, what is he going to play? Is he linebacker? Is he what is he? I don't know, man. Last year, I think he was playing a little star, a little linebacker. Um, yeah. He's going to be in that role. Can, can he can he move like that? though? is he mobile? Hmm. Kid's no, good. I don't oh. think he's as athletic as, as you know, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson was, um, you know, certainly, you know, when Marco was playing star last year. Uh, but I think he's 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 bigger. Um, he's a sure tackler. Uh, and he's aggressive. I, I like his play a lot. Um, you know, I think, I think you like see guys at him, like him and either Diabate in those sets and like maybe some jumbo packages if teams are throwing that at us. I don't think they're going to be regular guys at the start. I would like right. to see Kimbro at the start get some get a lot of yep. work. Uh, Jaden Hill. I want to see the young boys work. Um, no, 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 no shots at uh, McWilliams, nothing like that, man. I just want to see the young boys. I've been hearing a lot of hype about them. Um, and we'll see what's up with Devon Wilson. We didn't speak on him earlier in the show oh, when we yeah. talked about recruiting. So we'll we'll see what's up with Devon Wilson. That's there's mutual interest on both sides. He took a visit as well. Yep. Um, I think he would be an upgrade. I'm not. I'm not one that's with all the, the every transfer. You know what I'm saying? I didn't right. like the way he yeah. decommitted and the way he bounced. But I'm also not the guy that takes. You know, what I'm, saying? I'm not in charge. Dan Mullins in charge, so it will be a good right. take on paper when you take the feelings out of it. It's a good take, and I think he solidified that star. But that's also a guy that they they don't want him to. They don't want to take him, and he have to sit. So it's right. all about him being eligible right away. I think the NCAA will clear him. I'm not sure if the SEC will. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that. I don't think that he plays next season. Uh, where I like him to play, though, is, you know, Florida does have a gap, you know, with Quincy Wilson leaving, uh, you know, for somebody like a, a Wilson to step up who did play at Georgia. Uh, you know, like Silk said, he was he was one of the guys that got away uh, from Mullen. Uh, you know, he was committed to McIlwain, uh, stayed committed with Mullen, then, then ultimately lost him uh, to Georgia. I think that he's a good player. I think that he could come in and he could contribute. I think he makes that room better uh, if he is there. Uh, if we don't get him, I don't think it's the end of the world. I think a guy like Brenton Cox, you know, was a much bigger transfer, um, you know, but a guy like, you know, Wilson, you know, I do suspect, you know, some players will transfer. Uh, you know, I think a guy like him coming in, I, I think I that think, probably um, cool. I, I think, think he's UCF, a better net transfer than somebody that's going to transfer out. Right. I just think UCF makes more sense for Devon. Um, we'll see how it all works out. But, I mean, he knows Randy. He, that's who he was committed to. Uh, Randy Phillips, uh, Corey Bell, the same two guys he committed Randy to while he was at U. Yeah. yeah. So the relationship is there. I don't think – like the SEC is going to clear that right away. Uh, I think the NCAA is going to clear him, but I don't know if the SEC will. So that kind of makes sense on paper. I know they'll get advice from the SEC and all that stuff. And we'll see how it plays out, man. But um, if we got get him and he's cleared, that would be a, a hell of a get. And I think our, our secondary will be more than solidified, even with the flimsiness at safety and, and the swapping out. Yep. Yep. That's been a good talk, man. Let's wrap it up, though. I want to go slap some cheeks. Oh, very good. (laughs) Very good. All right, let's get our our two favorite ads. Dan, you got no chair yet, man? What's up? No, no, sir. (laughs) We'll talk about that another time. It's not for this, not for this show. End of one. I might be going in. Uh, shout to manscaped.com, man. For all your man grooming needs, hit up manscaped.com. Use coupon code SG at checkout for 20% off and free shipping.
Manscaped. Y'all already know what time it is. They got the weed whacker, keeping my ears smooth, keeping my nostrils clean. They got the lawnmower 2.0, the ball cleaner. And 3.0, the new 3.0 is out. Um, keeping things shaved up. Keep them, you like your old lady clean and shaved down there? She's scared to tell you, but she she wants you shaved and smooth down there as well, man. So return that favor to your old lady, man. Coupon code SG at checkout. Manscaped.com, 20% off, free shipping. Support the podcast, man. Fuck with us. Have you tried the ball, the ball toner they got in that little package? They got some ball toner and some ball deodorant. Was that the spritzer? It's like a spritzer. You call it a spritzer. Yeah, yeah a little spray. I tried that. I tried the deodorant. And it works well. It works magic. They yeah. do a um, – what else do they have now? They Now they have a, a grooming kit. So we talked about it last week or the week before. We talked about keeping your nails clean. I'm a big fan of manicure or pedicures. If that's not your vibe, at least clip your phone, your, your toenails and your fingernails so you can get that through manscaped.com now too. Promo code SG. Groom them balls, fellas. And then finally, our friend Greg Brunt, who's on insurance or who's on a vacation this week, Hilton Head, flexing on everybody. Give him a shout out. All your auto, home, renters, boaters. I think he's gotten a friend of mine on just about everything um, financial services, personal insurance, all that kind of fun stuff. Give Greg a call. So read the number 954. 954- 589-2204, man. If you can't remember that number, uh, you might want to remember it because yeah, 954-589-2204. Greg Brown, Brown Insurance. You ever locked up in Broward and need somebody to bond you out, or you need some insurance. Either way, remember that number. I've got Kev's friend Oliver. Um, but besides Oliver, I also got Greg Brown if I'm ever locked up in the 954. All right, let's see. I think it's my turn for a song this week, boys. What you got for the streets? What, what, what's the genre? I don't know. Um, I, I brought it up a couple weeks ago, and I think I'm going to play. Um, but I'm not totally sure. The last joint you uh, gave me was I. Right. I ain't going to lie to you. I played it out of, you know what I'm saying, out of respect. I got to bribe my uh, Was it uh, the Charlie Daniels band, Devil Went Down to Georgia? Yeah. yeah. That, that may, he, may he rest in peace. Uh, I brought this up a couple weeks ago. We're going to flip the uh, – the, uh, the uh, the page here a little bit. We're gonna go back to to how I grew up listening to Rick Ross. Um, so we're gonna listen to uh, Sixteen by Rick Ross featuring. Oh, some beautiful my man, th- my man Three Stacks. There's some oh, beautiful man. bars on this. Oh no, on this, this Sixteen ain't enough. I like that. I like that. Dontavious. That's right. <laughs> Sixteen. Dontavious tonight, huh? Yeah. Uh, very good. Same cone, the same time. Y'all already know. Uh, Make sure you rate us five stars on iTunes. Leave us a review. Subscribe to Patreon, patreon.com, Stadium and Gale live stream. Um, Stadiumandgale.com slash shop for all your merch. And then just follow us on Twitter. Hang out. Have some fun. We'll see you boys next week. Hey, Dan, hold on one second, man. Yeah. Hey, man, we need to do something because I got these laying around the house, man, and I kind of want to sign them and get them out. You know what I'm saying? Right, kind of want to, kind of want to. You just need me and Scott's address, or I kind of want to, kind of want to get these things out so we can do something, man. You know what I'm saying? All right, All right let's talk about it. Hey, sir, this, these stitched on, so 
Hey man, I need I need I need a number one because shout shout out to this right here, man. I need I need you to do I need you to help me out, Amon. I'm gonna go ahead and say it on the show so the fans got me. We getting um alumni gear for the for the uh the studio. So I got I got uh Hendo sending me what you need. Um hold on, I got Hendo what sending me a, a gate. I need a gator number one. Hendo gonna sign it for me and he's gonna sign me some jag shit. I need you to hit up the, the, the ball players, man. We need to get some signed memorabilia in the building. So yeah, just let yeah, me know sign me some shit like that for you. We'll pay for it. You know what I'm saying? To roll up and pay for the jerseys, but we just need them signed. Oh man, okay. you say less. The more the, the, more the cheaper. So I'm just going. You know, we can talk out. Say off less. Yeah, let's talk off air. All right, man. Same point at the same time, man. We talking all type of craziness, but yeah, we, I need some autographs. So if y'all know anybody, or y'all got some memorabilia y'all want to sell, holler at us. We might want to buy it. I got some. You donate, Dan. Watch me on watch me, watch me on Twitter tomorrow, man. I'll be maybe trying to uh give away one of these black jerseys autographs. So we're gonna do some um, Patreon stuff with it, man. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Man. Yeah, we're gonna figure yeah, it we're out. We're gonna, we gonna hang out. Yeah, hang out. All right. All right, boys. See you next week. We out of here. Peace.
Better put away a penny for the rainy days. Pick and roll, give and go, fuck a fadeaway. Living like Scotty Pippin'. Dribble rivers for fiddle. Started off with a scribble. Now I'm flowing the river. Say my heart cold, I'm naming my son December. Whitney died night before the Grammys. Damn, what a memory. Trump Tower when I started with a 10 speed. Born broke, had to use a nigga instincts. Now I get a hundred racks for the 16. Waking up the turkey bacon in my thick queen. Niggas hating, I'm just watching on the big screen. Three stacks on the beat and the kicks me. 16 ain't enough. You know how sometimes you got so much to say, but. When 16 ain't enough. They only, they only give you 16. <laughs> Like, I mean, I got so much to say, you know. The world has said, like, so much to me, and I just want to give it right back to him, you know. When 16 ain't enough. But I only get 16, it's like a cage, you know. When 16 ain't enough. I, I really can't say what I want to say. You know, it's just a glimpse, that's all. Just one, uh, one little single glimpse. Just a page. But I guess I'm defeating the purpose of doing all this talking. All right. Summer 88, I was 89, I was at wintertime, oh never mind, I'm in my room, booming, drawing LL Cool J album covers with Crayolas on construction paper, I'm trying to fuck my neighbor, I'm trying to hook my waves up, I'm trying to pull my grades up, to get them saddle lace-ups, before Lamarck was Jacob, before them girls wore makeup, before my voice would break up, before we tour them shake clubs, before my mama wake up, before my crumbs would cake up, before they tell me they love me and will never break up, before the time she makes love to someone that I thought was my homeboy, but boy was I wrong now, I don't budge, don't want much, just a roof and a porch and a Porsche and a horse and unfortunately, but of course, an assortment of tour, just that score, just the skin when they enter and true, there's who's two, there's did a lousy job, how's he God if he lets Lucifer let loose on us, that noose on us won't loosen up, but loose enough to juice us up, make us think we do so much and do it big, like they don't let us win, I can't pretend, but I do admit it, feel good when the hood pseudo celebrate, hence why every time we dine, we eat until our belly ache, then go grab the finest wine and drink it like we know which grape in which region it came from, as if we can name them, hint, hint, it ain't them, well just, hell just fell 3,000 more degrees cooler, y'all can't measure my worth, but when you try, you'll need a ruler made by all the Greek gods, because the odds have always been stacked against me when back's against the wall, I feel right at home, y'all, sitting right at home all, Kelly Green with envy while I'm jelly beans descending into the form of a child, looks up at mama and smile with such a devilish grin, like what the hell have you been, she's yelling, selling's a sin well so is telling young men, that selling is a sin if you don't offer new ways to win a dolphin gon' shake his fin, regardless if he gets in or out of water, most important thing for him is to swim, and flipper then hold his nose, so why shall I hold my tongue, I miss the days of old when one could hold his gal on his arm, and I set off these alarms, when camera snap, snap, snaps return, fa, pat, 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 they'll learn why, mere privacy so essential, they won't make no laws, I'll break they law till they see out our window, I'll take the fall to make them all, treat humankind more gentle, forsake them all, I hate them all, don't like them, don't pretend to, yeah, something tells me, we ain't in Kansas anymore, all that shit that used to be cool ain't cool anymore, all them women we were pursuing, now they want more, and they deserve it all, don't settle for what ain't yours, when 16 ain't enough,
you where I'm at when you get sleepy How the hell I'm gonna tell you don't beat me, yeah Does your daddy think you perfect? Does he know for certain? Does he know how you act when you pull back all the curtains? Do he think I'm too far cause I'm black and put the words in? Does he know his daughter might have called a real merman? Yeah. <laughs> It's funny because we could shortchange you, but because we love you, we go that extra mile. Break it down for him, Andre. Uh -huh. 